Hi, I'm Zoe. And I'm Hatim. Welcome to Project Insights. Today we have Uriah Oratana on to talk about planning and decision-making for multi-year construction projects. Hi, We. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So, We, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your work? Uh, I have been with PMA Consultants for roughly eight years now. As a, and Right now, I'm a senior associate here. Um, mostly, most of the time, I've been working as a project control specialist, and I've had experience in both uh, public and private construction projects, including pharmaceutical, transportation, and public infrastructures. In terms of my background, uh, I got a degree in industrial engineering from Thailand, and also in civil engineering as in construction management from Northeastern University here in Boston. Also, my area of expertise uh, definitely is planning and scheduling, but I'm also interested in cost and budget control, uh, risk management, and also project management. Very interesting background, we and we, we are happy to have you here. And we would like to talk with you about uh, long-term planning and working in long-term projects and how you plan these kind of projects. So tell us about your experience. Uh, yeah, for the long-term projects, when we think about it, it's not just like a couple of years. For me, the definition is mostly about five years or over 10 years is the long-term projects. And when we think about it, usually is the theme or the rhythm is around uncertainty. For example, if you think about this like COVID theme, something might happen all along the way that could interrupt and disrupt a lot of things, a lot of planning and approach that we have planned previously. So for me, it's about planning around the uncertainty elements of the projects. A couple of things that we have to think about, um, the people element, because at any certain point in time, people might move around, they might change. So how do we plan for that turnover of the people? And that would relate to the documentations, because how would we plan the documentation and the system so that it would be reliable and it's be self-explanatory so that when the people transfer or when we change the rhythm of the projects, we can get that information and transfer the knowledge among the people and among the team easily and productively. So that's a key main element. That also means is would depends based on how we draft the documentation or the plan. So for me, a project, planning, all kind of the documentation for management plan would be a very important that we should set that at the very beginning. And we might spend a lot of time planning on that, drafting the information, the documentation, talking with people, but that would be useful in the long term to plan for the people and the documentation element. So what's the, the length of time of the longest project planned that you've worked on, like the duration of the project? Yeah, that could be varied. It could be 15, 20 years overall. Yeah, well, I guess I was just thinking the scale of the decisions when you're saying you're planning for, you know, anything and you don't know what's going to happen 20 years from now. I would say maybe working through uh, COVID has given you a, a sort of unbeatable perspective on that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think as I mentioned, and I think the people element and the documentation elements to keep it live 
it depends as well. Think about if the COVID hit at the very beginning, that we're starting not too many people yet. And then in a certain way, it's good so that we have that mindset so that we can plan for the next phase because we know that something might happen later on in the next 10 years, 20 years. But if let's say if the COVID hit right before the construction or during the construction, I think that would be much hard, harder for the project team if you didn't really plan for that in advance. Yeah. So when you're starting out, what are the basic things that you need to outline and common understandings to discuss when you're planning with multiple stakeholders at the beginning of a project? When we're working with a lot of people, regardless of the size of the project, either small size, long-term size, bigger size, I think the key theme to understand in terms of the planning is that I want the team to understand about when we need to plan and also how much detail that we have to plan. Because definitely people with come from different backgrounds, a lot of departments. They might not have scheduling backgrounds. They might not know Primera P6 software. But the thing that we want them to understand at the very beginning that first of all, the planning is iterative. It's not just one and done. And we cannot plan or expecting everything to be completed. I mean, well developed from day one. So we use planning iterative, meaning that when we know more, we will add more detail into the schedule. But if we think about it, just that aspect, it might not be mature. So what we have to do, we have to also add placeholders or reminders all along the way into the project and get the team understand that, all right, next phase, we have to develop A, B, C, D. Oh, here, what we don't know yet, but we know that at some point in time, we'll know more detail, we will reconvene and get together again. So that's the first element about when we need to plan, understand that rhythm. The next element is about how much we have to plan and how much in detail we have to put it in. So I would say that it depends on the complexity of the projects, depends on the phase and also the audience. Because when we develop or when we plan, we have to think about what kind of information we have in hand right now and who will be in the collaborative working session with us and eventually who would be the audience? What are they expecting from us? Um, so usually in terms of the schedule and planning, we have five level of schedules. For the planning, for the program side, we focus on the first three level. The level one is the executive summary. So basically it's the high level that we talk with either the executive team or we want to get the high level big picture. So that could be in year, years duration. Uh, we're plugging in contractual milestone, key milestone that could perhaps summarize into just one page. So that's the high, very high level. The second level is the management summary. And that's when we put more project phase this key milestone into it, what's the targets of our project. And the duration could be years or could be months or quarterly, basically, that's more another level of detail. And then level number three, it's a progress or coordination level, which is more detail. That's what we usually manage on a monthly basis. And we do the schedule update based on that um, because we want to understand the key elements, activities, critical path. So we want to 
analyze it from this level. So for me, I usually personally refer to that as high-level schedule, medium-level, and also detailed level. That's, those are my official names that I usually um, refer to and, and talk with my clients. Uh, apart from those three levels, we'll also have level four and five. So level four is the working level that's basically based on the contractors or consultants' development that they have to do in more detail. Level five is the look ahead. It's based on the day-to-day -day work that, again, the contractors and the consultants have to coordinate and manage. So basically, we develop and use the planning for the program side, level, uh, schedule level one, two, and three. But definitely, we need more detailed information based on the contractors and the consultant side. So that's basically the understanding um, in terms of when do we plan and what are the audience so that we can develop the schedule and transfer this information uh, to the audience, to the right level and right people. You talk about these different schedule levels. How do you actually use those in a planning session? Two planning approaches usually that I'll be using. The first one is about the top-down planning, meaning that when we're in the first, very first time in any kind of schedule development, we know not much about the program schedule, the program information. So basically what we are doing that is planning from the high level. So it could be very long time duration, long time period doing schedule level one. When we know more, we add the details. So it's going to be level one, two, and three. That's the top-down planning. Then when we know more about the schedule, at the certain point in time, we're going to do the reverse. So it's going to be a bottom-up planning, meaning that we're going to take a look at the current schedule, detailed schedule that we have, and then we're going to tweak the information and add more details. So that means that we are doing schedule level three, two, and one. That's the reverse, which is the bottom-up planning. And that bottom-up planning would be using a lot when we are working later on in the project because we'll use this technique to help us to do the what-if analysis. What if we change something, what would be the result of the project? And also later on, this will be used as a tool and to support the decision-making because later on in the project, when you have multiple decisions and scenarios, each of your scenario could be reflect different schedule level or schedule detail. So we, you need to do the bottom-up planning to reflect each of the decision-making that you will be uh, developed and discussed with the team. Knowing that each of the schedule that you will be developed is just a portion, just a part of the decision-making. Because at the end, your decision-making that might need more factors, not just schedule, but that could involve cost, um, cost element, risk management, staffing plan, the ease of the execution of the project. So develop the schedule, multiple scenarios that could be a portion that could help the team later on for decision making as well. So you usually use like uh, more like uh, agile planning method rather than waterfall because it's like multiple years project. So you don't have all the scoreboards and information ahead of time. Yeah, and I think 
regardless of uh, the, the type of the project or the length, usually we're going to use like, mix anyway. It's not just one time and done. Um, but definitely for the long-term project, you have more time, you have more planning, more unknowns that you have to manage. So definitely more rounds of development that you need. I would assume developing like a common language and understanding of these types of um, schedules and methods are important with multiple stakeholders at the beginning for people who are less familiar. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's why how we choose the program to develop, to get into the collaborative session with them are also important because it's the same thing. It's based on the, their backgrounds and their understanding. And we have to use the tools to get them involved, better understand the schedule, better understand the planning and collaborative. And how about managing uh, the stakeholders? Like if you have somebody who's working with the project, then this person leaves the project then you're going to have a new person. Is there any plan for the transition between the resources and the expectation how long the resource will going to stay, given this is a long-term project? Yeah, so in terms of the, the planning and resourcing stuff, we have to discuss with the clients. Uh, basically, definitely, most of the time is annual-based that we have to take a look at the overall uh, resource planning, both on the client side, both, both on our side, through the planning in overall. Um, all at the same time, we have to look about, as we mentioned about the documentation. So what could we do as a preparation in advance and how we transfer that to the clients or the team? And when we talk about the planning, it's not just about planning like in general. A lot of things we have to get into detail. For example, in terms of the schedule, we have the SOP or standard operating procedure for the schedule so that we have that tool to manage. So basically in that portion, in that document, we're going to lay out, okay, what's the program we'll be using? Who will be updating? Who will be the scheduler or project manager, program manager on their side? Who will be the program manager or scheduler from our side? And then what are the software requirement? What would be the reporting period? How we would update the schedule? So that either way, either on their side or on our side, if somebody leaves the schedule or we have the people turnover and change thing around, we can grab that documentation and still understand what we have developed so far and what we would move forward. So getting to your specific experience, have you been working on a project from the beginning or is your experience coming into a project sort of while this process has already been happening or needs to happen? I would say usually not at the very beginning, not that zero. That's something might already be developed. But when we jump, when we join the project and then we help the client to further develop, usually it's mostly early of the design phase that I would, yeah, that I joined the team. So that all would also mean that we have to review the documentations that developed before and also suggest the recommendation of what the development in terms of the documentation and schedule that should be for each particular project. So you join the project and you're like, what have you been doing this whole time? Like, we need to write all this down. Let's come up with a plan. Yeah. In a way, it's, it's good to also understand different perspectives from different people. 
because they have like multiple project stakeholders, uh, definitely different of backgrounds, maybe more engineers side or some other public relations side, consultant side. So that's good to kind of get different perspective because definitely people would have different mindset, uh, different, different expectations of what we should address um, a certain part of um, issue. Do you have experience um, introducing them to a new software and being like, hey, I really think you should use this? Uh, yes. So definitely there are a lot of programs or software that we would talk or can discuss in the industry. Uh, for me, usually, definitely they kind of know the Primera P6 because that's pretty much their standard and we use for reporting, but not all of them would understand them all. But another program that we I introduced uh, to the team is our PMA software, which is NetPoint, that talk about the graphical path method to be a little more graphical and that would bring the team more interactive into understanding what's going on. Because with the net point, you can place the activities anywhere on the canvas. Activities, colors, logic, they are all customizable. So it's easier for the team to see the schedule and also this is real time. So when I change the schedule, the team also see what's going on, what's the impact and effect, what's the delay based on each adjustment. So I usually introduce the net point schedule uh, program to the team and that's usually used for the planning session. Yeah. So usually two programs that we have been using a lot for many, many projects and the net point for planning and also Primera P6 that for recording monthly report and database. That sounds very great. So you use different software based on the multiple schedule usage and you apply them to the project based on the need of the stakeholders too. So some stakeholder would be more into the graphical presentation that showed in that point versus the one detailed in the primavera. Yeah, and I would say that usually if they if they don't have any background in terms of the schedule, looking at P6, that's, that would be tough. And I don't really see the planning session with P6 at all. So that pretty much more on the reporting side, but even a working session, either NetPoint, Excel, um, PowerPoint presentation, anything that is more graphic. But the thing is, with NetPoint, you can see the real-time changes and you can see the logic. You can see logic clearly or you can hide, like put the logic in a gray color so that you can read the activities more easier. So that's more meaningful to the clients because while they still can see the logic, they can also see the activity clearly and with the impacts of the schedule. But if you put things in Excel, if it's minor, there's not many activities, you can, it's, it's great. And you can put activities and milestone into it. But if the schedule get evolved a lot, it's gonna be tough when you put that in Excel because once you change something, you have to redo all of a bunch of activities down below and, and it's harder to, to the team to manage in a certain level. So again, it really depends on the complexity, uh, anything that would fit the client's need and anything that can transfer the information 
and message to the right level with respect to the audience, either it's management level or the executive level, then yeah, we will support them according to the audience. And NetPoint is a proprietary software that developed by BMA technology, which is part of BMA companies. So it's a great software and it's available now in the market. Have you tried Project Summit? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Which is uh, the newest software from BMA. Yeah, tell us about your experience with it. Yeah, so for Project Summit right now, I've been using, uh, not many a lot, but using for reviewing the program schedule overall. So basically, and I've been using Summit not only for long-term projects, it could be using for any type of the projects. Basically, you import the Primera P6 into Project Summit, and then you can see the summary level, and you can do the spanning depending on the timeline. So it's really useful that you can see very, very long-term project, let's say 15 years, 20 years project in just one page, different level of uh, work breakdown structure, different colors as well. Yeah, Project Summit's really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what are some key lessons that you've learned on the projects that you've worked on, the, the big takeaways? For me, uh, discuss, discussing the right level of information with the right people, that's the key. Because definitely people, they have different perspective, different requests. So we need to understand the expectation first so that we can develop the information and present to the right level. Uh, the second thing is about sharing the information because with a lot of info, a lot of people, a lot of mindsets, a lot of backgrounds, we should share the information with the team so that we are all on the same page. Uh, and because we cannot expect everyone to know everything all at the same time. So sharing the information, setting the ground rules uh, with them is important. And also using the right tools, especially with planning, because we have multiple tools in the market, but what would be the tool that could be effective for each particular team so that we can get the people to talk, to discuss, and sharing knowledge and information. Um, and the last one I think is really important, which is I want the people to be open-minded because as you know, especially with the long-term, something could happen and all along the way, you might see some new tools, new programs that might be applicable for the project. For example, I remember at that time, we might not see Power BI a lot, but during the, the COVID time, there's a lot of things that we talk about Power BI for reporting, for developing the graphics that help us to analyze. So picking that up from the industry and then try to communicate and see, oh, if it's going to be useful for the team and present to the team, I think that's important. So being open-minded and try to eager to learn for something new. I think that those are very important for the long-term projects. Thank you. We That was great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me today. We hope that this conversation was helpful to you, our listeners. And uh, thank you for listening to Project Insights.